The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And so let's turn to last Saturday evening's Champions League final. We'll talk about the consequences for Liverpool of their defeat to Real Madrid in just a few moments. But we want to start with the disgraceful handling by the French authorities of getting the crowds into the stadium for the game and the terrible things that happened. It turns out not just Liverpool fans, but Real Madrid fans as well, not able to get access to the game that they'd paid for their tickets for, but also some been physically assaulted, uh, not just by uh, louts on the way, away from the ground, but also been pepper sprayed in some cases by the French police. Miguel Delaney, chief football writer of The Independent, was in Paris. And 48 hours on nearly, what do we know now of what happened and why? Well, I mean, so the French government and the French state uh, very quickly on the night tried to put out this explanation that it was about thirty to 40,000 Liverpool fans with tickets. From speaking to people all through Sunday, from being there myself, uh, I, I don't believe this. Even if it were true, though, the issues, the, the problem really started with issues long before this, which was basically, I mean, this was, ba- this was a, a fundamental bad organization and bad policing uh, which which started from as was put to me by the football or football supporters uh, federation of europe uh, as been put to me by people involved in both uefa and other national federations where the the first problem was basically well, i mean french football is a little bit of a bad case at the moment anyway that that's how it's seen within europe and it's got a huge problem how it deals with fans and huge fan issues but here the root of all of this was basically there were strikes on Saturday, which are obviously specifically timed because of the Champions League final. Fair enough, it's it's um, it, 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 it's it, it, uh, absolutely fair demonstration, of course. But the issue was how the French state dealt with this. And what Sorry, these, the stri- was, these strikes were on the rail network, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was on the, it was on Orior B, which is usually the, which was supposed to be the main route for Liverpool fans to the Stade de France. And the Stade de France is actually in quite a poor area itself, it should be said. But anyway, what what that meant was that the main station for Liverpool fans was closed. It meant everyone was funneled towards... So this is an end of 20,000 fans funneled towards Orior D. Now, whereas Orior B has 12 corridors, so could have easily accommodated all, the, all these people, Orior D only has four corridors. And that was basically... That started the bottleneck. That started uh, the issue where the, poli- the, the police and the volunteers and the stewards, who were also lacking, just, just couldn't handle the numbers of people. So by 7.30, with fans already having been, having been queuing for two hours, from what I'm told, people who got there at 5.45 p.m. already had issues. But, but that, that's basically when the decision was made to stop te- checking tickets. That created, as, as was put to me by the FSE, uh, it, it, I mean, it, it's one of these situations where it just escalates and chaos attracts chaos. Then you had stories of local youths trying to get in, just videos of them vaulting fences. This was also happening at the Real Madrid end, which doesn't have the same geographical problems as the Liverpool end. And it all just went from there, culminating in a situation where we had basically uh, police needlessly um, pepper spraying, although UEFA have actually said tear gas, but pepper spraying or, or gassing uh, fans, creating all sorts of issues. And I mean, that, that's what it ultimately comes down to. It comes down to a, a failure of organisation. Because even the FSE put to me, Yes, there there are fake tickets. Yes, there are fans who are getting free. There are fake accreditations. But this is literally an issue at every single final you can think of. That's why these events, they're, they're, they're global mega events. This is why they need an organisation to be absolutely spot on. And from that perspective, 
the, the French state or the authorities involved in in uh, facilitating this game and policing this game, they, they failed badly. There were, there were so many elements of it that were short, from communication to the people there to just basic routes to the stadium, which is where it all started. Mark Lawrence, and see, what was also quite distressing to watch in all of this was the memory of what has happened with Liverpool fans in the past. Uh, you were playing on the day of the Heysel Stadium disaster in the 85 European Cup final and then we had Hillsborough in April 1989 in which tragically 96 people died. So for Liverpool fans of all people to be caught in this situation and then to be pepper sprayed must have been, I'd imagine, exceptionally distressing for many of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously I, I, I actually did the game from Dublin but um, and saw all the pictures that were coming, certainly. But, but you know, let, let's take it. The, the, the first thing for me is Liverpool and Madrid got 19,000 tickets each. 19,000. It's absolutely ridiculous. And if you're worried about, you know, somebody trying to forge tickets, it's no wonder if you're only giving each, each team 19,000 tickets. And I, think, and I think secondly as well is that we, we've seen loads of this before. And I mean, everything Miguel said, I would agree 100% with it. And and thing about the French is they're just they're very much, well, this is the way that we do it. So wh- where was UEFA in all this? Surely, because UEFA take over your ground. Miguel will know this. They completely take over your ground. And they saw absolutely everything out. Obviously in conjunction with the French, French police, the army sometimes, whatever. So... Listen, UEFA, you watch UEFA, they've already changed, I think, one statement, haven't they, saying it was, it's completely different. It was definitely Liverpool fans without tickets, all those kind of things. Matt, they won't do anything about this whatsoever. And yet again, it's, it, it's all about money. It's all about the money that UEFA can possibly make from this game. And they're not worried about fans, whether they turn up or they don't turn up. They, they were treated like cattle, seriously. Miguel? Yeah, you completely agree. I, I mean, I suppose... There's two, there's two elements to that as well that Mark has raised. First of all, I mean, I was at the Euro 2016 final. Now, some of that has to be put in the context of the fact that the, uh, the terror attacks happened in Paris on November, just a few months beforehand. But it did ensure that around the Euro 2016 final and throughout the tournament, say on the night in Paris, there were basically there were rings of steel and huge perimeters and constant ticket checks, which meant that people who should have been there couldn't have got there. And it all flowed much more, much more freely. None of that was the case on a Saturday. And, I mean, it's worth raising this as well, because this, this, I think this is where the UEFA point is particularly relevant. It, it, from that perspective, even though the cause of some of the issues is different, the policing is the same, or some of the logistical issues are the same as Wembley uh, for the Euro 2020 final. And let's not forget, there were also similar issues at the Europa League final. We've got to brush them with the carpet a little bit in Seville. I mean, Seville is not a bit, well, was not a big enough city to host so many Frankfurt and Rangers fans. But even that night, you had fans on 40, in 40-degree 40 heat running out of water, I mean, from from talk, I wasn't there, but from talking to Germans who were there on Saturday as well, they were saying that was another night where it was quite lucky that things could have got worse and they didn't. So that's three UEFA final, three major UEFA finals in a row now where there have been issues. And there is a little bit of a difference there because when, when FIFA organised these events, they essentially kind of almost railroad your constitution. And, and yeah. I think it's why there's, there are kind of superstructures around these events at this point, whereas with UEFA, they, they, they kind of tend to work in partnership more with, with local authorities and that. And, and it has created these situations in their own now where the local authorities just haven't been equipped to deal with the, with the mass of fans that, that, that come in. And it, and it is down to kind of basic, I mean, on a very basic level, if you say some of, some of the recommendations of the Taylor report, say, about having um, 
experienced police on the ground and now this night speaks band. That, that sort of thing was lacking uh, on Saturday night. There was a complete lack of communication. In fact, fans outside only knew that the game was actually postponed through Liverpool fans coming out and telling them. And, and fans have actually got credit from football supporters Europe uh, for self-policing in that regard and for keeping each other calm because it could have been a, a lot worse. Yeah, because Mark, it could have been a lot worse. Thankfully, we've heard only limited reports of anyone receiving injuries, although it does seem that many people had very unpleasant experiences being mugged and the likes of that and been pepper sprayed, including former players and relatives of former players. Yeah, well, um, and I think they struggled to get in. I mean, I think, didn't we see Andy Robertson? Somebody had accused Andy Robertson's mate of uh, having a forged ticket, but it, it came from Andy Robertson, which came from, obviously from the football club via UEFA. So, I mean, it's just, it, it always just seems to happen, Matt. You know, these things is, look, they, they're, on a, they're on a massive, massive scale. And what, what you could do with these things as well, and I know Miguel said like a ring of steel, but put, put a ring just all the way outside the stadium at a distance with loads of entry points, but check everybody's tickets. And if the tickets aren't right and they're forged, they don't get in. You will always have an element of people trying to get in. That's just the way of life. But just what, that, that's just a completely simple thing. Why couldn't they do that? I mean, you saw the way that they were corralled. The, the, the people, obviously the Liverpool lot, were absolutely totally corralled. It was just, I mean, it's 2022, for God's sake. OK, look, let's move to the football. Mark, having come so close to winning an unprecedented quadruple, pipped to the Premier League title by Manchester City and now beaten by Real Madrid in the final. And suddenly people are talking about, well, can Liverpool keep to these high standards? Are there, is there going to have to be something of a major revamp of the team, uh, particularly with the likes of Sadio Mane now, looking like he wants out and other players in around the age of 30. How difficult a job does Jurgen Klopp have in front of him to keep Liverpool at these levels? I don't, I don't think it is, is as difficult as, as people make out because, you know, what, what they've done when they've known that players are going, Matt, they've, they've got players in which they've already gone with, done with Diaz and, as you say, it looks like Mane will go, Seller will probably play one more year and then decide to go. But generally, the football club are absolutely on the ball in terms of the recruitment and everything. And do you know something? I think they are, the, they are the only team ever to play in every single game that they possibly could. And obviously the last seven, what, six or seven days, and um, they just missed out on the Premier League and they missed out in, in the game as well. But look, they've, they've, had a, they've had an excellent season. I think they will bring players in in the summer, not necessarily front-line players, players that they will hope to train on for as well. But I don't, I don't, I don't, it may be a turning point, but I don't think it's a turning point that's going to go the wrong way, Matt. OK, what do you think, Miguel? Obviously, young players like Kanate were fantastic at centre-back the other night, but the midfield is ageing. They may need to sell Salah if he's not going to sign a new contract. Mane could go. How big a rebuilding job do you think isn't likely at Liverpool? Well, before the final, there have been no major plans. There's maybe to bring in one or two players. And Liverpool are the sort of club they're not going to get um, diverted by one result in that regard, I think medium to long term. Uh, and I suppose, to be fair, like some of this is actually, I suppose, just it's a thing about a Champions League final, it's so definitive of an event and a landmark in history that it kind of changes thoughts about the future. Because in the build up of the game, it seemed like Real Madrid were the club with a certain element of crisis about them, given they haven't signed Kylian Mbappe. Where, and Liverpool were doing everything right and built up this kind of the, the, the meticulous uh, squad building. So I don't think Liverpool will panic in that regard. There are a few issues in, in midfield, of course. I, I think he might. 
seek to change the nature of the midfield a little bit, especially given how dependent they've become on Thiago, which is illustrated by the kind of the will to start him on Saturday, even even despite kind of some fitness concerns. And obviously, Sadio Mane's future creates some uncertainty. But then Salah is staying for another year, which at least kind of stays off that problem, even if it's something they have to think about. But I wouldn't be too concerned with Liverpool signing. I, I, to be honest, I mean, I, I think where this final is most frustrating for them is actually it's almost kind of the opposite. Where, whereas so much of Klopp's success over the past four years has been basically been how they've defied things or how they've kind of overperformed especially against the kind of a, a super club like Manchester City, and, or sorry, a state project in Manchester City. The real frustration with this is it, it feels like it's the first time that Klopp Liverpool have basically lost a major title when they should have won it. Because, I, I, I mean, as its first 25 minutes showed, I, I think they're a better team than Madrid. But Madrid, just when it comes to the Champions League, something primal takes over them. OK, I have to leave it there. Thank you very much. Miguel Delaney, Chief Football Writer with The Independent, and Mark Lawrenson from Boomidas here on The Last Word in Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Getting value on your shopping has never been more important. That's why at Super Value we have low prices like cheddar cheese slices only one fifty, tonic water one liter only fifty five cent, garlic mayonnaise only one seventy nine, and get new weekly money off vouchers on the Real Rewards app. For low prices that compete with anyone, it's got to be Super Value.